series of programs is being presented to help all of us understand. The Outline World Dispatch. Tuesday, June 13th, 2017. I'm Jeffy Haza. Today on The Dispatch. Adrian Jeffries on another bad Google answer. Google was popping up this sort of surprising answer for eugenics. And Derek Io on appropriation. There's a lot to learn from a burrito scandal in the Northwest. And Dan Taylor on the NSA. You know, whatever measures they put in place in Snowden and hasn't really stopped the leaks. Here's the dispatch. The future. We've been reporting on how Google's practice of highlighting one answer to a search has caused some problems. Are dolphins aliens? According to Weekly World News, Beijing dolphins are the descendants of aliens that came to Earth in UFOs 100,000 years ago, the leading researcher reports. A reader recently sent us another distressing example, and Adrian Jeffries looked into it. So, we've seen Google snippets give some pretty weird responses before, but what makes this one particularly troubling? Right. So first we should say Google snippets are those little answers that show up at the top of search results. For a long time, Google just gave you a list of search results and sent you other places. Now Google is trying to give you an answer directly to your query. So that's Mm -hmm. the snippet. And in this case, a reader sent in, she noticed that Google was popping up this sort of surprising answer for eugenics. Hmm. And the the definition is pretty straightforward, but then it adds a little bit of extra detail that is not really necessary in the definition and also kind of veers into historical revisionism. So Google's definition says, eugenics, the science of improving a human population by controlled breeding to increase the occurrence of desirable heritable traits, mm. developed largely by Francis Galton as a method of improving the human race it fell into disfavor only after the perversion of its doctrines by the Nazis. The perversion of its doctrines. So it's really odd that that was included in the definition that like sort of it makes it sound like eugenics was this legitimate science and then it was tainted by the Nazis when in reality eugenics was always a flawed idea. Yes. It was never backed up by very much science And there were decades and decades of forced sterilization and discriminatory laws in the U.K. and in the U.S. that drew on Galton's ideas about eugenics long before World War II. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me like another one of those examples of avenues by which extremist or at least the ideology of extremist sort of permeates through into the mainstream where – if you're kind of a conservative and you're like leaning into these very alt-right spaces and you see someone mention eugenics and you randomly Google it, you don't get a definitive answer that says this is the science behind racism. As Instead, you get an answer that says it's science and the Nazis made everyone hate it. But hey, right. it's something. And it's weird because Google sources these snippets in a couple different ways. And the definitions for words come from dictionaries that Google has approved. This definition came from Oxford Dictionaries, which is a website produced by the Oxford University Press. So it's a pretty legitimate source. It's a source you would think would be trustworthy and a source that you would think would avoid editorializing and whitewashing history on this question. Mm. And comparing that definition to the definition 
definitions used by other online dictionaries like Merriam-Webster and Dictionary.com. The, the first part of the definition is pretty similar. It's like the study of the improvement of the human race through selective breeding. And then they stop there and don't say, you know, like, it started out good and then was perverted by the Nazis. <laughs> like, that part just seems unnecessary in addition to being inaccurate and yeah. offensive. So, yeah, this this definition, um, after the reader sent it in, I was like, yeah, this does seem weird. Is this a problem of Google's platform kind of relying too heavily on almost like invisible sources where they just kind of trust it blindly? Or is it a problem of Oxford's dictionary being I light on eugenicists? It's both. I think both parties bear responsibility for this. I think that Google has chosen to present this information in a way that it appears that it's coming from Google. And so Mm -hmm. it's on Google to take responsibility for the information that it's disseminating that way. I'm also going to wager a guess that Google has pretty significant reach. So uh, it has responsibility from that angle. Oxford Dictionaries, I don't know what they're thinking. It seemed like a very odd definition. I reached out to them and did not hear back. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of politics that goes into defining words, so they probably are quite used to being challenged on that sort of thing, and I would think they would have some kind of process for it, but they didn't get back to me, so I don't know. All right. Well, thank you, Andrea. Thanks. Culture. People who go and open a food cart because they took a trip this one time, one trip is not going to do your food justice. Chef and restaurateur An Lu said that to Samantha Bacall at The Oregonian in response to a burrito scandal in the Northwest. What was supposed to be an innocuous review of Kook's Burritos, a new burrito cart in Portland, Oregon, led to a lot of anger and the carts being shuttered. The review, published by the local alt-weekly Willamette Week, might have gone unnoticed if not for this quote from Kook's co-founder Liz L.C. Connolly. Quote, They showed me a little of what they did. They wouldn't tell us too much about technique, but we were peeking into the windows of every kitchen, totally fascinated by how easy they made it look. We learned quickly it isn't quite that easy. Essentially, Connolly and her partner, both white women, attempted to steal the original recipe from, quote, every tortilla lady they encountered on vacation in Mexico. The owners of Kooks didn't succeed at their business, but they did reignite a conversation about cultural appropriation and the treatment of immigrant business owners. A number of outlets, including Munchies, Willamette Week, and The Oregonian, have talked to people of color about cultural appropriation in the restaurant industry. Their views range from resignation to optimism and ultimately suggest that it's people of color who will drive productive conversations about such nuanced issues. As we reported on the show last week, an NSA contractor named Reality Winner is facing steep charges after leaking classified documents to The Intercept. Dan Taylor is a journalist who covers the military and government, and he's been looking into these private NSA contractors. Hey, Dan. Hey, how are you? So the NSA recently faced yet another leak from one of its paid contractors, and you recently wrote a story about how the NSA is kind of shooting itself in the foot by hiring so many private industry contractors. Yeah, so essentially the concern is that, um, uh, you know, with Snowden, with uh, with others, that as long as the NSA relies so heavily on the uh, private contractors to do their vetting, 
Uh, they're just going to keep having more leaks. So, you know, the NSA is sort of scrambling around uh, and the government trying to figure out new ways to catch leakers before they happen. But as you can see, you know, whatever measures they put in place in Snowden and hasn't really stopped the leaks. So, you know, this is just the latest example. And a lot of people say there's probably just going to be a lot more. So, yeah, this latest uh, incident with Reality Winner, um, she worked in Athens, Georgia, correct? Um, yeah, to my knowledge. So this isn't necessarily someone who's in D.C. plugged into the White House. She's working kind of in the in a sort of satellite capacity. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, the, the the private contracting industry for the for defense and for security is just so vast, you know, that it stretches far outside the bounds of D.C. So you're going to find them all around the country and sometimes even in other countries. And, and a lot of these people have access to top secret information. I mean, Reality Winner was able to print out private or secret info on her work computer. Yeah, so she had a, a top secret uh, classified uh, a clearance. So she was able to get uh, access to these documents. And so that's what they're reviewing right now. If she should have had that access, how they, you know, what 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 sort of red flags they could have spotted to keep people like her from having access. Uh, so that's what they're working on right now. So, you know, from the NSA standpoint, how can they know what are what are warning signs when they're in hiring someone that this might be a potential leaker? When something like this happens, they'll go back and they'll do a, a sort of review of what happened. You know, they'll try to go through the person's background, see if, you know, we might be able to spot some things that could have told us this person might not have been the right fit for this job. But, you know, that's... Uh, Part of the problem of outsourcing such a vast amount of this stuff to private contractors is that you don't have that level of oversight that you would if it was completely under in-house for the government. After Snowden, there was this kind of big crackdown, and they did try to figure out different ways. What what does the screening process currently look like? Well, the you know that's part of the trick is that obviously the NSA is not eager to delve into that sort of thing. You know, the recruiters obviously like Booz Allen Hamilton, they try to avoid that topic. So, I mean, I've tried to, to get that from them. They're very uh, hesitant to answer that question. I mean, generally, I know for a fact that they'll look through, you know, they'll do the background checks and they'll do, you know, they'll look through whatever's uh, available as far as criminal, as far as, you know, their personal info, even their financial history. And, you know, they'll interview, you know, they'll have you give references and they'll interview them and they'll do a sort of a deep dive investigation as to what exactly they're looking for, I mean, they're not good. They're not. Uh, you're not going to share much about that. We can only guess as far as what, what they actually ask about. Mm. Well, I'm thinking of the in specifically in the reality winner case. She was tweeting anti-Trump tweets, yeah. and she was saying stuff about wanting to burn down the White House. Pretty close to the time that she was hired. Yeah. So, was that simply an oversight, or is that could, does that seem like they they haven't gotten to a point where they're looking at people's social media presence? Yeah, I mean, well, you think they would be screening social media at this point already. I mean, some of the things, you know, it seems obvious that they should have checked for, but you know, they don't. Like, for example, the, the Navy Yard shooter in 2013, uh, an employee went to the Navy Yard and shot a number of people hmm. uh, before he was eventually killed by police. Uh, he had a criminal history, and uh, uh, so, you know, it's kind of surprising that that didn't make it into the, uh, or if it did make the background check, it wasn't a disqualifying factor, so... You know, it's something that they'll probably revisit and uh, make some changes to. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks a lot. All right. Thanks a lot.
That concludes the dispatch. I'm Jeffy Haza. More stories tomorrow.